Inspiration. Inspiration is a higher consciousness form of intuition. It is an inner response, a deep intuition, a stream of wonder and bewilderment that comes to the individual through mysterious means. When a truly inspired person has received an inspiration, be it a writer, a poet, a composer, or a creator, they are totally satisfied. Their satisfaction is not with themselves, but with what has come to them. Inspiration is called the soul's reward. It does not come from us but through us and requires steadfast diligence in thought, vigilance in word, and a deep order to make it manifest. Inspiration may strike at any time. When there the mind is open and at rest, the possibilities are limitless. There are moments in our daily routine when inspirations may occur, when we take a shower, run a mile, swim in the ocean or play golf. Truly inspired ideas will flow in these moments of presence and calm. It is difficult however, to capture these precious moments. They appear in pictures and must be recorded either in pictorial form or in words. Yet as we do so, we lose some of the purity of an inspiration while translating it to the heaviness of matter. There can be little doubt of the origin of inspiration, as it is derived from the true nature. No one person is more worthy than the next for inspirations. However, to those with noise in the mind, inspirations come but may go unnoticed. A stressed and crazy mind filled with emotion can only operate on the surface of life. What we don't appreciate we lose, and so it is with inspirations, should we receive them, that it is our duty to bring them to form in the shape of words, pictures and idea. We always have the choice to hand them to others or keep them for ourselves. The less we act on these inspirations, the harder they become to hear. Inspirations come when we are least expecting them. It is not by being anxious of receiving something that we are able to receive it. It is not by straining the brain that one can be inspired. It is not by worrying for days on end that one is able to compose a piece of music. A person whose mind is cluttered, worried, stressed, or angry cannot receive inspiration. The individual who receives inspiration is a tranquil and unconcerned soul, calm and assured about what is coming. Certainly they desire to receive something. They are passionately waiting to conceive of it. It is by focusing the mind to the divine mind, that consciously or unconsciously, we will receive inspiration. The phenomenon of inspiration is so great and so wonderful that its joy is unlike any other joy in the world. It is a joy which is almost indescribable, and it is in this joy that the genius experiences ecstasy. Inspiration comes from the divine mind. What the great musicians, poets, thinkers, philosophers and writers have left to the world is a purity of inspiration. Although not everyone will comprehend their work fully, and therefore not everyone can enjoy it fully. But imagine the enjoyment a dissatisfied person will feel when their inspirations come to them there are no words to express it. It is through inspiration that one begins to experience the mind of God. The most materialistic genius begins to wonder about the divine spirit when inspiration has come to them. Inspiration comes to the artist as though by another hand, they will create as though their eyes were closed and their hearts were open. With this guidance, they will create or paint, with little recollection of how they produce their final piece. Inspiration comes to a musician as though through the voice of another. The music will appear, a complete song, with perfect melody and rhythm. A poet's inspiration comes to them as though someone were dictating and they were simply writing it down. There is no strain on the brain while writing, there is no anxiety in receiving this information. Many people confuse inspiration with spirit guidance. Inspirational people are glad to attribute inspiration to a spirit, knowing that it does not come from them, but it cannot always be considered spirit guidance. Inspiration does come from others, sometimes by external messages and sometimes from within but mostly inspiration comes from the infinite consciousness. The divine mind, when we tap into this great ocean, connects us to the greatest resource in existence, which is universal consciousness. This is inspiration and many people sometimes perceive this to be some form of spirit being. 
it is quite crazy for humanity to attribute inspiration to some limited being, which has nothing but a shadow of truth. When people speak of past lives, of spirit guides, or of tapping the ancient minds of the past, they are usually deluded. They claim the ancient Egyptian comes from the other side to inspire them or an American Indian comes to lead them on their way, they put their will and their mind between themselves and the Creator. Instead of receiving information directly from the source, which is perfect and all-sufficient, they picture themselves limited, and create a filter between themselves and God. The best way to tap inspiration is to make yourself an empty vessel, free from pride of learning or conceit of knowledge. Become as innocent as a child who is ready to learn anything that is to be taught to them. It is the one who becomes a child, while at the same time longing and yearning to express the best of who they are, who becomes inspired. When a person can rise above the definition of themselves as a means of production and expand to become a citizen of the greater world then everything they do can become inspiration. Compassion exists in the human realm inspiration exists in the universal. We can receive inspiration from anywhere like through a medium that lives here on earth that comes in three forms. These three forms are, when you are in the presence of someone who is inspiring, when you are in the thoughts of someone who is inspiring, and when your heart is in this state of perfect tranquility, inspiration will come flowing through your heart easily. The analogy can be made to that of a radio playing music. Sometimes you connect with a certain station from which you are to receive the music, and sometimes you cannot connect, but the object still remains a radio, whether it is turned on or off. If there is music passing through it while it is turned off, it is not received, but the sound is there just the same. The heart receives inspiration in the same way, from these three different sources. It all depends on where the heart is focused. For some, the heart is focused directly on the universal consciousness, while this approach for others may be too remote. His heart is focused on something, and the something is focused on the universal consciousness from where it receives messages. Developing Inspiration, Future Seeing, Insight Every person in the world should train themselves to depend on the third eye as much as possible. It can make you a power in your day, if not in the world. It can work out your destiny. By having mastery of it, you can become an architect of your own life on earth, you will learn self-reliance. The third eye awareness will keep you wholly within the bounds of right dealings with all others, and then you will be able to show a generosity with the things that self-awareness has accumulated. Through third eye awareness you will begin to perceive the true significance of environment, whether it is of the past or of the present, that is, perceive the true significance of continually changing circumstances, and in the perception of that which is true in environment, there is reality. You will rise above conflict. Then, in that acuteness of reality, you will discern the true significance of environment, you and it will become merged and your true nature will just open in front of you. In that clarity of thought there is no deception, no insecurity, no withholding, and no limitation. When action is born of the third eye, which is insight, when action is itself is insight, then you do not seek that which is irrelevant. There is a completeness, a sufficiency, a richness and the realization of the universal viewpoint applied to everyday life, this is yours. And that completeness, that insight prevents delusion. You simply see the beauty of what is, as it is, and then live moving forward as if there is a river and that river has a flow and you stop fearing life, and look to find beauty in every circumstance. When your eyes come to the front of your head they are in attention, when your eyes soften toward the back of your head, they are in awareness. One is hard one is soft. One creates tension the other releases it. First try it in selected periods. For one hour just be attentive to your breathing. By and by you will be able to change your attention into awareness. Then do some simple things, for example, walking, walk attentively with full awareness of walking and also of breathing. Attention is to focus on just one thing, awareness is to be able to hold that focus and do many things. Do not create any opposition between the two actions of walking and breathing. Be a watcher of both. It is not difficult.
When you have mastered awareness over attention, these exercises help to open the third eye. Close your eyes then focus both of your eyes just in the middle of the two eyebrows. Focus just in the middle, with closed eyes, as if you are looking with your two eyes. Give total attention to it. Now this is an amazing awakening when finally you becoming aware of, prana, life force in your center of imagination. There will develop a blur between reality and your imagination, dreams and visions. Now this throws a whole new light on thinking. Because if your thoughts are toxic, fearful, angry and you cannot see beauty. By focus on the third eye, and awareness of life force, you become the beauty, you feel it, it is you. This is the key. You feel the heat, the warmth, that's the clue. If you are cold within, always feeling chilled you have lost the inner glow, the warmth of self-love, the life force has escaped. Then you need to turn the world inside yourself and find the third eye and feel the life force, then inner beauty will come and you will again feel the warmth of inner strength return. Now with the third eye awareness you become aware of the harmony of things, pictures, thoughts people. This is why in the ancient practices purity, not moral purity but physical purity of the body were also important. They were concerned with the vibration, the health of all matter that surrounded them, including food. See later chapters about this, because if you awaken the center of imagination then if there is impurity it becomes very dangerous. Dangerous to you and dangerous to others. The Buddha said now that you are centered in the third eye, dream and reality are one. Whatsoever you are dreaming will be real, and vice versa when you are focused on the third eye, just imagine that the essence of prana is showering from the top of your head, just as if you are sitting under a tree and the flowers are showering, or you are just under the sky and suddenly a cloud begins to shower, or you are just sitting in the morning and the sun rises and the rays begin to shower. Imagine, and immediately there is a shower, a shower of light falling down from the top of your head. To shower recreates you, gives you new birth. You are reborn.